gonna talk about the midterms. We're gonna talk about the midterms. <laughs> midterms, midterms, blah, 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 blah. I'm so sick of the midterms. I'm so sick of them. I want it to be over. I wish I could vote today. Welcome to the Loftus Party, everyone. This is the show. I, I, I have to think that you're like me and you're just done with it. I'm tired about the, the people thinking, oh, what will happen in Missouri and what will happen in this little place? And, oh, this happened there and blah, blah, blah. I'm done. We're recording the show early. We'll get into that in a few moments. But you'll be listening to this the day before the midterms. So I have to imagine you're going to be it's going to be even worse in two days. I can't take it anymore. I know how I'm going to vote. And people are like, oh, you could do early voting. You know what? You're right. And I probably should have. So we're going to try to. You did? I did. I voted like two weeks ago. (laughs) Me too. Okay. Now this this brings up uh, this brings up a very interesting conundrum for me. I think that we should put a a limit on uh, what, what or early voting. Like, what happens if you vote like like three weeks ago and then a big story breaks today? Like, you know, and you can't, I, I'm you can't not change a, I'm your not, vote. I'm not a huge fan of early voting, right? I did but it. You, just, you did it. You I did, did it. it. Well, I did it while my Kavanaugh rage was still flaming. Yeah. 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 So. Early voting this year kind of makes me happy because a lot of people got really mad. So like, I'm going to go fix this, right? Yeah. For, it, it, in a year like today when we forget things that happened a week ago, if people were able to vote when they were really ticked off, I think that's a good thing. There should be like – there should be an <laughs> app for that. There should be an app. Like you put your thumb on your phone and if your heart rate is too high, they don't let you vote. <laughs> really? <laughs> Obviously you're angry. You're enraged. We're gonna we're we're gonna we're you're gonna we're gonna ask that you do. Oh my gosh! Did you hear that? That was like straight up Porky Pig. That was straight up. I was like, are they? Are they? Are they? Are they? <laughs> we're gonna send you a yoga app to calm yourself. Oh, uh, but you brought up Kavanaugh. I wanted to just just to sneak this in really quick. Uh, that one lady uh, just admitted she straight up made it up. She just oh, made. Yeah. And that she was the. She didn't just make it up. She pretended to be the woman that sent the letter to Kamala Harris's office. So there, and this isn't that the one that Kamala Harris was all believe all women. Here's another one. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah. So Kamala Harris. The way I read the story when I read it uh, last night was Kamala Harris gets this anonymous letter to her office, right? Yes. And somehow the letter got published in something with the Judiciary Committee because they had questioned Kavanaugh about it. This supposedly happened in California. This woman is supposedly a resident of Oceanside, I believe it was. Ooh, I have a cousin in Oceanside. So it's a now, lovely community. So now this whole thing starts to wane because it was this anonymous complaint that Kavanaugh answered. So some woman from Kentucky writes the Judiciary Committee and says it's her. But <laughs> – but she, but it was just a complete fabrication, yeah? Complete fabrication. She's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't really me. I'm just – and, I mean, the Judiciary Committee investigated her. She is a left-wing activist, complete – and she just basically said, oh, yes, this is my story, and, and took the handwritten note that was <laughs> – I'm sorry – that was sent to Kamala Harris's office and typed it up and said, here was my original. Wow. And what's in it? What's in it for her? Why would she accuse them? Believe all women. What's in it for her? 
that all. Oh, oh my gosh. Someone, someone, I imagine someone did put together one of those little videos. What's in it for her? What's in it? That just kills me. Uh, yeah, believe all women. Well, so a this million, woman. A million dollars was in it for the other one. So. Did she collect that? Did she get it? Oh, yeah, she's using it. That's, oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, and, howdy. And they're floating book deals. What did this woman do that's worthy of writing a book? My fear of flying. I wrote this on the plane. That would be that would be the best title of her book. Oh, God. My fear of flying. I wrote it on the plane. Okay, so we're, we're going a little early. I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, here's what's going on. Here's why uh, we're we're going a little bit early. The deplorable comedy tour starts tomorrow night in Dallas, Texas, and then we go to Houston. Now, when we started this thing, when we were floating this idea, this thing has been percolating for a while. It's been percolating for a while. There's big names that were attached, and then they went away, and now they're thinking about coming back. Everyone wants to play wait and see. Everyone wants to play let's wait and see. And yours truly, uh, Michael Loftus, said, I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of let's wait and see. Let's go. So I reached out to my buddy, Steve McGrew. He's, he's gung-ho. He's buddies with uh, Terrence Williams, who you mm-hmm. see all over social media. Right. And we reached out to the the deplorable choir. It's a nice it's a nice little cast of of misfits that we have. So I just want everyone to know how insane my next two days are going to be. So I got to be on a plane to Dallas in the morning. So mm-hmm. that, it leaves at like eight. So I'm I'm wheels up at eight. I'm going to be up and at them at five o'clock in the morning. Go to Dallas, check into the hotel, do a show tomorrow night, then hop in a rental car. On Monday, drive three hours to Houston, where the it's just going to be pandemonium. It's just going to be straight up pandemonium. Here's what happens. Here's what happens when you say I'm going to be part of the deplorable comedy tour, and there it's just a bunch of good people. We're going to have a good time. You're not going to feel bad for leaning to the right. You're not going to feel bad for being a conservative or libertarian or what have you. HBO is coming out. HBO is uh, sending a crew. MSNBC is sending a crew. Uh. Newsmax is sending a crew. Now, here's here's the dicey part. Here's the dicey part. So, yeah, I have to believe that uh, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but the show Vice from HBO, I don't know if they have love in their heart. MSNBC, I don't know if they have love in their heart. So they've asked. They've asked if they could record the whole show, and of course, we, we can't agree to that because then, then you just show you just show all the material and blah blah blah. So why would gonna, they? Why would they think they could do that? Why not ask? Why not ask? Well, I'd ridiculous. ask, you know, because then you're like, okay, there's the whole show, and they're going to interview. So I just want to call it now. I, I just want to go on record, and here's my concerns, and and why we let it happen. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, this could be this could be like a total Yosemite Sam shotgun blast to the face. They want to interview people as they come in the show and leave the show. Here's my prediction. MSNBC, and pardon me if I don't have a lot of faith in them, and, and Vice from HBO, who knows? I, I think it'll probably, there's a very good chance it will turn into a hit piece. 
and they're going to interview uh-huh. the most the most colorful people in the audience. Of course. And and so that's my concern. However, the press, you, we we need you just need the, the the free publicity. There's no such you know there's no such thing as bad publicity. So we're going in, and it's just it's it's a little scary because you you know what Where's the odds Fox? are. I'm sorry. Where's Fox? Uh, I don't know about Fox News. Why they is it might, Fox covering it? They might. There's there's still a chance that they will do okay. something. I really hope they do. Well, I think they have their hands full with Fox Nation, who I will say is uh, also a possibility in all this. And, and, and again, everyone keeps asking for more dates, more dates, more dates. Right now we're doing uh, these two comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. And then there will be at least – 25 cities, at least 25 cities, small theaters, the possibility of up to 50 cities and, and small theaters beginning at the end of well, – it's, it's kind of hard to compete with Christmas and Hanukkah. So it might be in December, but in all probability, it will be like January, February. March, yeah. Yeah. So all of this is in the works. You you might see, and I will t- we'll talk about it on the show. We'll t- mm-hmm. we'll talk about it on the show. No, if really. A, yeah, <laughs> if it's a, if it's a massive hit piece, didn't didn't Gavin McGinnis have something to do with Vice back in the day? I I don't recall. I just I recently watched something with um, J B Peterson, Jordan. Jordan. He was doing an an, inter, uh, an interview with a panel of people. And they said, you know, the press coverage of you has been pretty negative in a lot of cases. He's like, oh, absolutely. And um, as he normally, oh, absolutely. And he said, so what, I'm just going to rattle off some networks here and tell me what you think. MSNBC, I believe the word he used was reprehensible um, (laughs) in terms of their coverage of him. And he's kind of center left. He's not even... He's not even right wing, right? He's just no, saying yeah. things and that that are based in science that the left wing doesn't like. Um, and I, I don't recall if they mentioned Vice or not, but um, I believe the word he used, and I apologize if I'm wrong, for MSNBC and their coverage of him in the interview they did with him was reprehensible. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. last night, last night I got home, I went to... Uh, I went to the Ice House in Pasadena last uh-huh. night. I haven't, I haven't been up there for a while. Uh, my buddy Steve McGrew was headlining, and I wanted we wanted to talk about the tour and what to expect and the, mm-hmm. uh, the the press and all that stuff. So that was cool. I got to see all my buddies at the Ice House, and I'll be doing stand-up again there very, very soon. Holy smoke, I did Hermosa Beach last week. Just crushed. Just crushed. Really? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have, you know what I got? You know what I got, Gypsy? I have a vision. I have a vision. And as it starts to work, I just get excited. Just complete and total boner pants. But that's, that's off topic. That's off topic. We're talking to MSNBC and we're talking, uh, we're talking Jordan Peterson and blah, blah, blah. So I get home last night, uh, and I'm watching MSNBC and here's the difference between MSNBC and Fox News. Mm -hmm. Fox News, you'll have like a legit Democrat, uh, Democratic strategist, someone who's run campaigns 
And you'll have the anchor sits down and go, okay, so what do the Democrats need to do in the midterms? And this Democrat, who's who's a legit Democrat and right. is in charge of stuff, will legitimately tell them, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're going to highlight the differences. And then there's like a little interview and it's back and forth. And every once in a while, it'll it'll get contentious or no. But it's it's like legitimate news. It's like a legitimate interview. Last night, I'm watching uh, Brian Williams. That, that mm-hmm. show he's got, The 11th Hour. And it's an absolute joke. It's an absolute, <laughs> it's it's a Saturday Night Live skit. It's it's a big segment on why the, the, the Republicans are evil, wh- mm-hmm. why they should be despised, why people shouldn't vote for them. Oh, and then after the break, we have a, a former White House guy. He worked in the Bush administration. He worked in this blah, blah, blah administration. And he's going to tell us about what the, what the Republicans need to Was do. Was it Steve Schmidt? No, you come back and it's flipping oh. Bill Crystal. It's Bill Crystal. And you're like, no, that's flipping false advertising. This guy I mean, has yeah, nothing yeah. to do. This is a lonely man who sits by him in a room full of conservatives. He sits by himself. And literally, literally, uh, he, he's just – it's just more Trump bashing from this guy. So that's the conservative you, view. You can't. That's the conservative view. And then he's talking about how he wants to uh, – who's the – Nikki Haley. He's talking about how he wants to have a secret lunch with Nikki Haley to convince her to run against Trump in 2020. No, and you're like, get this man off the TV. 24. 24. Nikki Haley. No more, no more Bill Crystal. No oh more Jennifer Rubin. You if you're see. MSNBC, you have to have a legit conservative on there. No, you have to have somebody don't. who is pro-Republican. Uh, no, it's going to be Tom Nichols. It's going to be Bill Crystal. It's going to be Anna Navarro. It's going to be Amanda Carpenter. It's going to be Jen Rubin. It's going to be – I mean, Anna Navarro just wrote this huge piece about how she lives in Florida and gasp, she's voting for Andrew Gilliam for governor. Andrew Gilliam, whose own campaign manager calls him a left-wing crazy. It is. left-wing crazy. And I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting, the only reason she's doing this is so Democrats will like her, and she can keep her new slot on The View as the conservative. Are you kidding me? And and that's like we need to we need to be vocal about this. We really do. Like people need to start complaining. Here's the problem with with like something like a hundred conservative leaders that included people from the ACU and Glenn Beck and other people wrote a letter to the Washington Post that says we don't care if Jen Rubin writes for you, but she does not reflect our point of view. Can you please stop labeling her as the conservative? And the Washington Post completely ignored them. Wow. I did not yeah. know about this. Oh yeah. That when <laughs> like, did this happen? Oh my gosh, probably a month ago, three weeks ago, maybe. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to the listeners here, just because I don't want to forget. I'm try. I want to get a hold of Glenn Beck. I, I want to talk to Glenn Beck. I like that guy more and more as Beck the more. Is, I, I like him more and more. I, I used to, he used to kind of turn me off, and he was a little too much. But wow, he has become so extremely insightful. I, I can't wait to read his new book. Actually. Yeah. So, uh, and then God, God bless him for for getting together and writing that letter because yep. that is that is false advertising to say, oh, we've got a conservative voice on here. There's nothing conservative about no, that nothing. woman, Jennifer Rubin. The There's- only one they'll like sometimes include on. Well, they include a couple on CNN that I think do a pretty good job. Guy Benson, M.K. Hammer. Um, is Guy Molly- Benson? Guy Molly- Benson's been on CNN. Oh yeah, he's a CNN contributor. What? Yeah, 
he's a fox. He's, he's a Fox News guy. Uh, he's on CNN a lot. I've never seen him. Uh, I've I, never I seen him. So. I, um, I think you might get you might be getting in trouble. I might be getting in trouble. Okay. Okay, Here's but um, they they I have seen them have um Molly Hemingway on CNN's got my I'm here's here's mm-hmm. I I can't I can't watch CNN I, I really can't I I try I've only seen them on clips that like short clips on YouTube I don't and, watch I can't watch CNN I actually called them a banana today it's it's very tough yeah. and that's a and that's another one and like uh, again it's it's the comparison of CNN to Fox News. And if you do try to go back and forth, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing remotely fair about it. It's, it's horrible. And it's big. And I'm, I'm like two weeks away. You guys, I'm about two weeks away from just letting it rip. Just put, put that on the, on the, on the back burner. On the calendar. Yep. In two weeks there, there's going to be some eye opening, eye opening revelations on, on this show. The Uh left is they it's very it's very concerning and i've had my eye on this for a long time back back to the flip side days and all that stuff they are legitimately not interested in my opinion right now as of this date in the year of our lord 2018 they don't seem to be interested in a a fair fight they don't seem to be interested in a in a real discussion about ideas that they, they literally you, you hear you hear these bombastic you hear these bombastic statements from some of these people on the right, and they're correct. <laughs> they're st- I'm starting to be like they're just interested in winning at any cost. At well, their any whole cost. answer to immigration is racist. You're scared of brown people. No, you, I'm not. You, you saw the video, right? You saw the video I did this with, week. Did you watch this one? Yes, I did. About the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. It is. Uh, and I thought it was I thought it was a great video. I really thought well, it was it's, thought it, it was is a very... symbol of the frustration. It this has been yeah. going on since the eighties. It's been going on and everybody goes, Oh, it's just a couple people. Oh, it's just a couple people. What are you worried? It's just a couple people. It's just a couple people. Listen, it it adds up, it adds up. In in eighty six it was three million people that got amnesty. And then they're like, Okay, now there's eleven million people who are illegal living in the country. And now Yale takes another look and it's twenty two million people. And the population is just exploding. And you can call me a racist. It's about the money. It's about the demographics of the country. It's about being fair. It's about be- we have a line. There's a million reasons. And well, the, it's about taking advantage of low wage workers. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it, the right and mind, the left doing it, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I thought, number one, that video actually went very well with how do you win a debate about this? Okay, so how many is enough? How many is yes. the right number? And that's that's the question they can never answer. And that's the one that I put to uh, Chank Chank Younger or whatever the hell his name is from the young. What's the right number? How many is okay? We already do a million. How many should we do? They never have have an answer. And the other thing they do, and they do this all the time, and it just it drives me insane. Mm -hmm. They don't distinguish between illegal immigrants and legal immigrants. That uh, I'm right there with you. Those are two totally different. To- totally and and I believe partially you poll people now and they want a lot less legal immigrants because of their their observations about what happens with illegal immigrants. 
Like if you could if you could seriously address those two issues with separate policies that would make people feel okay, our borders secure. We're not just letting people in willy nilly. And now we've got these people who have skills and are being sponsored by employers and all this good stuff that actually helps our economy and they want to be Americans and they want to assimilate. Okay, these people are actually kind of cool. When I do these videos, I can only think about the things that I forgot to say or I didn't say. It's like because mm-hmm. it's like it's like working on a little stand-up set. But because right. I can always hear the people complaining. You know, we're a nation of immigrants. No crap. That this is what I was saying at Hermosa Beach the other night. Like I I I kind of let it rip. I was talking about political correctness and how it's going gone too far. The audience is all laughing. Oh, he's making a lot of sense. I'm talking about the history of our country and how, you know, Andrew Jackson wasn't a bad guy and I'm all I'm making sense. Then I admit I voted for Trump and I'm for the wall and even in this <laughs> beach community that's like very very left leaning, they're like, "Uh-oh, he's we we've liked him so far. He's making sense." Then I went into illegal immigration, and it's still working. It's still working. Mm-hmm. I turned, I turned the room. I was able to communicate, and it's like everyone knows we're a nation of immigrants. I hate it when they do that. When you're talk- talking about, you're talking about that. It's illegal immigration. It's two different things. And and I, t- the audience, the audience was with me. They were with me. They're completely on board. We have a million people we let in. We can't let just illegal people uh, float in. And then my joke was, let's all go to Disneyland for free. We'll just grab. We need like four thousand people. We'll go to Disneyland. We'll kick down the doors. Storm the gates. Ma- yeah. Yeah. Open up. Open up Magic Mountain, Mickey. I deserve this. You can't do it anywhere else. We're we're a nation of law. So it was it was very funny, and the. And I'm telling you, a, a room full of a, a very mixed crowd. It was probably 90% liberal. And you've got – this is And like, 10% really scared conservatives. I swear. <laughs> and you talk to them after the show, and they, they literally look around. They look over their shoulder before they go, hey, that was really funny, man. I'm so glad you did that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. terrifying. It's Do terrifying. Do you all have a secret handshake? No, but we need one. And oh, and here's the other it's thing not, that here's the other thing that you'll get. Here's the other thing that you'll get from people. It's a uh, uh, they're oh, they're overstaying their visas. A big problem is people over. Okay, okay, kick them out. Go get them. Marina does. <laughs> I have I have no. They, they do it. They do it like they're play like they're playing cards, and this is their trump. Like this is their ace in the hole. Okay, the problem isn't really people sneaking over the border. It's people overstaying their visas. Okay, fine. Kick them out. You know what another like, like, big no problem, problem is? With that. What? You know what another big problem is? Thirty-six thousand people came over on birth tourism in its second year. Oh, what a people act like! They act like Trump is crazy for bringing this up, but I'm like, that's a quality problem to go after. That's it's a quality a total problem. Quality. You know what? We're one of thirty-one nations that allows it. The only other industrialized country that still has it is Canada. So I think we should just send them right up to Canada when they come here to do it. Um, but <laughs> and like of the other 31 countries that allow it, like 12 of them are the ones knocking down our border. <laughs> like nobody's trying to go there to have a baby. Uh, it's nobody's trying to go to Honduras. Nobody's trying to go to Guatemala. Nobody's even trying to go to Mexico to do this. I had I had the rudest joke, and I I didn't put it in. 
I didn't put it in the video because I'm talking about we should build a wall. We should build a wall. And then people always go, well, you know, these people are inventive. Uh, they'll find a way in. They'll they'll do ladders. They'll do tunnels. They're inventive. And I'm like, if they're so inventive, how come they can't stop the violence in their country? You know, I'm like, yeah. how come they no can't fix their own stuff? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And that's like yeah. on the side. We should just like. When they get to the big border wall, like the Game of Thrones style border wall, we should, you know, like I'm saying, here's a bottle of water, here's here's a lunch, here's a, a new backpack and some shoes and an AR-15. Go back to your country and fix and it. Fix it. Yeah. But no, then, it, then it, the it, problem it. is you can't give them a loaded AR-15 because then they'll just turn it on you and break into the country. Right. So you got to figure a way to like maybe do a maybe drop the ammo a few miles down the road, it's just south of the Mexican border. <laughs> You can pick up the ammo on the other side of Mexico. Uh, yes, it'll be there waiting for you. It'll be there waiting for you. But no, and and I have to say, I think this whole, I'm not sure how this whole Axios interview happened with Trump and how that got laid out there right before the midterms because it what did happened? not. Oh, oh, this is where Trump and birthright citizenship in the current news cycle started, he was oh. being interviewed by Axios, which tends to be a little left leaning, but it was a person to person interview. And they do break some, they do, they do a good job breaking news out of DC. So. Ax- Axios is, is blowing up. Those, the, that, yeah. that thing is big. Yeah, no, but they, they do a good job. So they actually got to sit down with president Trump and the, the, uh, interviewer said, so I've heard from, you know, staff around the White House that you're in discussions with your attorneys about um, an executive order for birthright citizenship. So this is actually something supposedly this, you know, journalist has heard from from resources within the administration. And Trump said, well, I'm surprised you've heard that, actually. I didn't realize that that many people knew that. But yes, I'm actually have I'm, I'm absolutely having that conversation. He said, I believe we can end birthright citizenship by executive order. Some people say you can't. My lawyers say we might be able to. And if we can, I will. Now, I love this because even if he writes an executive order ending birthright citizenship, right, of course it's going to be challenged. The, it, within, within two hours, there will be – the lawsuit is already written, right? Oh, yeah. Right? I like how the, Im- the illegal immigrants have a lawsuit that they're <laughs> filing. Well – Actually, it's people in the U.S. from Honduras who filed it on behalf of the illegal immigrants, which I That's also nice. think is a scream. That's um, nice. Yeah, isn't it great? Um, but in a way, him doing this by executive order is going to force the Supreme Court to rule on the 14th Amendment, which doesn't really read like it supports birth, you know, birthright citizenship. Well, that's the frustrating part. That's the frustrating part is you have all these people going, well, if he wants to change the 14th Amendment, there's a way to do that. You, If you're to amend the Constitution, you need blah, blah, blah. But like it's like when you read the whole thing, there's more information there. But the, it, but the Supreme Court has never been posed the question. Yeah, yeah. That's so what I hear as well. Let's 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 have a ruling on the question before we decide we need to go through a constitutional amendment process. And I think it's beautiful because it's the most expedient way to get there. Because we could have all this arm wrestling and and screaming and fist pounding and preening and virtue signaling throughout Congress to try to do the same thing, right? And we we would lose we would lose representatives more than we may next week if we did that, right? So Trump's just going to expedite the whole process by doing an executive order. 
Well, like, it's actually a good strategy to get this in front of the court. It, yeah, it is. I, I, he he gets things done fast. He he yeah. finds the shortest distance between two points. And to the the people who are listening, it's that part in the Fourteenth Amendment. It's like, hey, if you're born here, but then it also goes on to say something like, and are subject to the laws and regulations of the blah blah blah. That's You're the part where to the jurisdiction of the United States. Yeah, that's where it gets mm-hmm. murky because, like, at the very least, the the birth uh, the birthright tourism. These you know yeah. wealthy wealthy Garbage. Chinese, wealthy Russians, wealthy people from other nations. They come over, they have a kid here, and then they skedaddle back to their home country, and they're not subject to the laws and regulations of these here United States. I don't think you get to be a citizen. You can't just. It's not. No. It's not magic. It's not Harry Potter. They're like, where was the child born? He was born in Miami, sire. Oh, then he shall forever be known as an American. No, <laughs> no. kid, you, no. you grew up in Liechtenstein. <laughs> You're Liechtensteinian. More likely, more likely Be- Beijing, but yes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, under so everybody and the reaction to this on Twitter was great. So I guess Baron Trump should have his citizenship revoked because his mother wasn't a citizen when she was when he was born. No, she was a legal resident of the United States and he's the child of a US citizen being his father, Donald Trump. That's not how any of this works. Oh, maybe Marco Rubio should denounce his citizenship since his parents didn't become citizens till two years after he was born. No, they were refugees from Cuba. They sought asylum. They were here legally. They were under the jurisdiction of the United States states that's not affected it's when well, you crawl across the border and drop your kid you know in a border <laughs> town it's a problem yes but it's those people on twitter that it's wild i'll give them like two exchanges on facebook i'll give them two exchanges in the comments uh at the loftusparty.com i'll give them two exchanges like i'll legit make an effort right. on in the, the youtube comments and then, then you just have to give up. Uh, there was a guy. I was talking about the the Megan Kelly black. Oh, and I called it on the Megan Kelly. But I was I was talking about the Megan Kelly blackface comments and how I think she shouldn't have been fired. Blah blah blah. And this 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 kid this this uh, guy is just telling me how horrible uh, racism is in America. And he's like America, and he spells it with three K's. So he's all fired up <laughs> and, and we're a horrible, horrible nation. And we're just riddled. We're just a nation of, of Nazis and clan members. Yeah, nobody and so, believes that. so I go to the Southern poverty law center, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, well, in, in, in 2014, there was 130 chapters of the KKK. And now uh, they're down to like 60. So it's it's not a popular movement. It's losing momentum. They're not they're actively losing their idiot members. And I show this kid and he's like, you can deny it all you want. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm done with you. Like, I'll never convince you. I'm leaving you alone now. This is the southern poverty. I I actually did the same thing when the whole Nazi meme started coming out and everybody's a white supremacist. And I wasn't even a Trump supporter at the time. I, I was never Trump. We all know this. Um, mm-hmm. So they're like screaming about white nationalism. I live in Georgia. Okay. So I pull up the SPLC's S- Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC. Yeah, got it. Sure, sure. Um, you nailed it. You crushed it. I crushed it. I thought I reversed the letters. Um, and so, like, what's the problem in the state of Georgia? 
like there were five dots that said neo-Nazis and KKK and most of them that were at the edges of the state, like six guys named Bubba in a mountain town, right? Not a bit like nowhere near the cities. I'm I'm pitching that show to the CW, by the way. Six guys Six named guys Bubba in a in a mountain town. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, if you look at where it is in the map, you're like, no one lives there. It's literally six guys named Bubba going her her her. Right when Hit you show. look at when you look at black separatist groups, which the Southern Poverty Law Center also tracks as extremists, and Muslim groups. There's a lot more pins. <laughs> They're really close to the cities. <laughs> and yes. it's a much bigger problem in Georgia. <laughs> it's it's uh it's staggering and and it but it is it is in large part the, the media that has these people convinced that the white people and white separatists and and the KKK rules the nation and if I hear dog whistle one more time um, I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna only, lose my mind. You know the only the only species that can actually hear a dog whistle is a dog. Bum bum bum. I mean, I'm so sick of that term. And to to say, so we have to. It, this goes right back to me to my entire experience during the term of Barack Obama. I object to progressive policy on its very foundation. It is un-American, it is collectivist, and I will oppose it. I don't care who's proposing it, right? It's wrong. It's bad. Socialism kills. Because I objected to it when Barack Obama proposed it, I'm a racist. No. No, I'm not. I wouldn't have cared if it was Elizabeth Warren. I wouldn't have cared if it was Bernie Sanders. I don't care who it is. I object. Now, if you have a problem with the fact that George Soros and his son Alex fund a whole bunch of progressive groups that are anti-Israel and and a whole bunch of other progressive types of organizations, you're an anti-Semite. No, I don't object to the man's religion. I could really care less. I object to his politics. It is – it's an effective tool. It's an effective tool that the left uses. It's it's the easiest – it is uh, – it's like kryptonite to Republicans. All you have to do, hey, 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 that guy, you just have to start slinging the word around. And that's – oddly enough, that's how you got Trump I, I <laughs> in a weird way. All that. I have to do is like – it's like in Florida, in the Florida race, you know, that – oh, you know, what the dude is – what's the – is it Gillum? The guy Gillum, who – he is corrupt. He is just Oh, corrupt. my God taking vacations it's an fbi sting he's getting tickets to broadway shows it's an fbi sting and then he's up there i believe i've I've worked for everything i've earned you uh i'm not saying you're a racist i'm saying the racists say you're a racist and then it doesn't even matter nobody even cares about the hopefully they do care about the fbi beta o'rourke i call him Uh, bobby he's uh, that's but i want to get to uh, they're talking about how Trump is anti-Semitic, which is just staggering, which is just staggering that it's getting any kind think, of play at all. Like can you any kind Keith of play. Ellison? Can you say Keith Ellison? I, I really can't. I've tried. <sighs> Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison. <laughs> no, I, I, but I mean, Keith Ellison is I, I, an I, I, of Louis Farrakhan. 
before you get back up on your soapbox. Oh my god. You're crushing it today. You're crushing it. I feel but very soapboxy. I'm sorry. Got, I've been fighting the midterms and I'm just I'm gonna take a break afterwards. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm gonna but tweet got, I'm gonna tweet got, all memes. You got Donald Trump who's who's moved the embassy to Jerusalem. He's probably the best friend uh, Israel has had in they ages. They named something after him. And his his son-in-law, his daughter, his kids, he's he's got Jewish people in his family. And for them to be able to to it, insanely turn it around to, but he's really anti-Semitic. And we- and have it get and have it have any kind of play is just beyond, and that shows you the power of the media. They they, they pick these narratives, they go for it, and it works. And yes, Keith Ellison. Now we get to Keith Ellison, I'm a just, dude who legit like here's the Antifa handbook. I'm hanging out with Louis Farrakhan, and no I'm man. Sour sore. Oh my gosh. She, uh, can I? Uh, okay, can I just say this? Now I can never eat Ben and Jerry's again. That's too funny. I got that on my list. I got that on my list of things to talk about. And I used to be like anti boycott, but I'll I'll never eat that stuff again. Nope, I will never either. eat it again. And I and, and I actually told them they're like Linda Thorthor has done so much for women's rights. No, the idiots in the women's march said, "Oh, here's a person with a hijab that'll come on stage and lie." She supports Sharia law. <laughs> She supports Sharia law. She's not for women's rights. And if you want to talk about an out and out anti-Semite. It's like, how, how is she ben still Cohen, around? How ben is Cohen? she still around? How is Linda Sarsour still around? Because it's, the, it's, the left is a bunch of freaking tools like that. You're on my side because <laughs> you hate, you hate, we hate the same people. So let's take care of those people and then we can start hating each other. It's that's how they eat themselves all they, the left eats themselves their own all the time doing that garbage. It's taken too long. It's taken too long. Somebody like Ben and Jerry's needs to be hurt in their wallet. We need to make their everyone in Hollywood and all these big corporations. They do this. They dip their they dip their toe in the in the political waters. They dip their toe in the political waters and it's always to the left. It's always to the left. But here's I can I, so I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna cancel my Amazon Prime. I'm not gonna stop Netflix. There's a lot of things. I'm not gonna stop eating Kellogg's cereal. Right. I am so virulently opposed to the politics of Linda Sourcer and what she represents. I literally and and Ben and Jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough used to be like my go-to, like I'm having a bad day. I'm going to cover up in a blanket and I'm going to eat a pint of ice cream. That was it. Never again. Well, never again. Ice, That's how ice cream is ice cream. It's pr- ice cream's like pizza. It's hard to do bad ice cream. I think Ben and Jerry's is a safe one. And listen, if they, if they mend their ways, I'll go back to Ben and Jerry's. I just think it's just a step too far. It's just a step too far. Listen, I don't like that. I don't like that. Levi's is trying to change gun laws. I, I did that. I did that video. Like, what's yeah. going on at Nike and and Levi's? They're mm-hmm. actively trying to take away my rights as a citizen of America. So that's not cool. But however, <laughs> I love the jeans, and I gotta I gotta try on some Wranglers. But Ben and Jerry's, that's a good safe one. When I saw that, resist. Resist, like who? Who do you guys think you are? Who do you? Who do you literally think you are? You're morons. I mean, 
I thought you got a good ice cream, but you're idiots. I thought it was kind of humorous. I really did when they were running around with Bernie Sanders because I'm like, you guys would have no influence at all in the culture were it not for capitalism. (laughs) Stop it. This is like parody, right? I mean, this is actually kind of funny. When I saw that woman's face on a tub of Ben and Jerry's, literally instant decision for me again, I will never buy it. If my daughter wants to buy it with my money, the answer is a no. No, 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 no. I liked it when it was Cherry Garcia. I liked it when you had Chunky Monkey. This is beyond the pale. Beyond the pale, Ben Cohen. It's 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 staggering. But let's do that. Let's pursue a little. Let's keep that one on the. Let's keep that one going. I don't want to be. I don't want to take the lead on it. I don't want to organize the boycott. But I will definitely listen. Me personally. Me personally, I'll never buy this stuff again until they get rid of resist. Until they get rid of it. And here's the other, and this this is a wonderful thing and a great segue. But everyone is running on resist. Everyone knows that in the midterms, it's about stopping Donald Trump and his policies. Stopping these policies. We've got to like stop the these majority. policies. Good Lord. The, the, the jobs report, the economy, it hasn't been this good since 1969. And, and I know it sounds trite, and, and everyone's like, well, look at, look at the record low unemployment. Look at small businesses. But that is true. And oh, this yeah. is only in two short and years. Wages, two wages short- have had a real upward trend greater than inflation for the first time it's, in decades. It People should be literally staggering around big cities. The news is so good, they should be staggering around. Manufacturing jobs are coming back. These are the ones that Obama's like, what's he going to do? Wave a magic wand? Those jobs are never coming back. Guess what? They are. And you're right, Gypsy. Wages are coming up. It, there are it, – it is the, – the good news is so insanely good, and, and this is all done. With no help from the Democrats, none, N- none of them, and they're and they have the audacity and the temerity to go. We're gonna stop it. Like it's, it's. What exactly are you gonna stop? I. It's like crazy. be specific because if you're gonna stop this, that's really bad for me. It's it's <laughs> really it's bad, bad for, for it's me. bad for everyone. It's it, it's it's mind boggling well, that it's even close. That it's even close, and that is the power, and that is the power of the media. This is the wonderful. It's the mask is off, and we and we can see things for what they are. They're not interested in a fair fight. They have a narrative. They're going to stick to it, and and you've got the the vast majority of press coverage is insanely negative, and and this goes back to Donald Trump being anti-Semitic, but he goes to Pittsburgh and they have a, a handful of insane people who are going, he's no friend of Israel. Get off the TV. And they why had CIU shirts on. They had, I mean, it was a bunch, it was not a spontaneous grassroots protest by any stretch of the mark. If you take a deeper dive there, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous, but you're protesting the president supporting the grieving of the Jewish community following some just reprehensible, disgusting person doing something so unthinkable, right? Uh, it, and yeah, I'm. Thinking- Donald Trump can't unite the country. No, the people who are preventing the country from being united around something like that are 
Alex Soros, who ran the group that they said Jewish leaders tell Trump not to come to Pittsburgh, that was actually an activist group that supports things like BDS. They happen to be Jewish, but they don't support Jewish causes. Well, I'm in. I'm into. Business. I'm into BDS. I'm into like light BDS. Uh, I've experimented with. <laughs> I just. I. I don't. I don't. I don't feel satisfied yet. Like, I'm not. I'm still on this. Uh, the freight train, and I shouldn't have brought. I, sh- I don't. I don't want to circle back to the the anti-Semitic thing. I, I just. I don't want to give it any more f- fuel. But but it's just this whole thing where the economy's chugging along. People are working again. Wages are going up. Small businesses are popping. The manufacturing jobs are coming back, and legitimately, they're going. We should stop this. We need to stop this. It's well, just. It's it's crazy. I'm gonna be very interested to see what. The impact of what I I hear referred to and I like to call the closing arguments for the midterms are because by nature, they're going to polarize issues, right? So they're, you know, we're going to be way over here and this these people are going to be way over here and you have to decide who's more right, right? I don't so, understand. I don't understand. So we, Trump, I need to be uh, who's right, right, right? So Trump is closing on the caravan. Right. He knows the economy's good. He knows his base of support is there. He knows that most people's lives are better economically, but that's that's not really the closing argument because it's it's not when things are good, it's not nearly as polarizing as when the economy is bad, right? It depends so, on how you frame it. It depends on how you frame it. And right now, I think that Trump is the only one that can Trump and myself are the only two people that can frame it correctly. Well, he's closing on immigration and he's pushing the Democrats to make claims that are self-evidently not true. He's saying the caravan and illegal immigration is a huge problem. The Democrats are saying we have no problem. Most yeah, they're rational- way over there. They're way over there. They're way over there. Most rational Americans don't think maybe it's as big a problem as Trump is saying, but they know it's kind of a problem. Like, we should probably do something about our borders. Like, having just march up and think they can come in is not a good idea. Beyond this show, beyond, I'm not even kidding you, beyond this show, I have not heard anyone else mention the real number of 22 million illegal immigrants. That's a Yale study. That's a Yale study. I'm not. I'm not getting that from the Daily Caller. I'm not getting that from uh, WhitePower.org. <laughs> um, it, th- that's a real number. And why is that not splashed across uh, every every newspaper? Because it doesn't fit the message they want to send. It's 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 staggering. Did you it's see staggering. this? Did you see this? I I did not. I don't Hi. even know what you're talking about what Trump's ad. With, uh, what's his name, uh, Luis Bracamontes, who was an illegal alien in Sacramento who killed two police officers and was just absolutely reprehensible during his hearing, saying he wished he had killed more and he would get out and kill more and all Oh, yeah, that yeah. guy. That guy. That guy came in once during Clinton, the Clinton administration, was deported, came, hey, back, came back during the Bush years, was deported, came back again, stayed through the Obama years, and killed two police officers. Now, 
no ad is going to say every illegal immigrant is a Luis Bracamontes. But when you have unmitigated <laughs> illegal immigration and a Swiss border that looks like Swiss, you know, Swiss cheese, um, every once in a while in a group, a Luis Bracamontes is going to get through. And we don't need them here. That's why we need border security. And they showed the current caravan knocking down fences in Mexico, throwing rocks at police officers. We don't need those people in the country either. That ad was called racist. Uh, CNN here's here's where I oh yeah to play it. CNN yeah. refused to play it because it was so offensive. No, it's not. You know what's offensive? What's offensive is Luis Bracamontes lived in a sanctuary city in California where he was arrested on 10 misdemeanors. The ICE detainer was ignored and he killed two police officers. That's disgusting. It goes back. It, this goes back to history. This, this goes mm-hmm. back to history because y- y- you're absolutely right. You've got those kinds of people in there. Mm-hmm. And then you also have uh, people who are desperate for a better future. And they have choices. They can either stay in their home country and find like-minded individuals who are also unhappy, and it's going to be dangerous to try to change your system. Or you can just walk and go to America, and they'll let you in. So ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, my son is studying the the French Revolution right now. And like, like any revolution, you need people to be part of it. Right. I, I really think that ultimately you, you could make a very strong case for we are prolonging the misery. We are prolonging yeah. the misery of these other countries. Uh-huh. And, and I was joking around about like, OK, we'll give you a gun and then we'll give you the ammo a few miles down the road. The very people who are so unhappy with their their current situation that they're going to walk to America. Those are the people that you need in those countries to talk to other people who are unhappy and say, let's do something. Let's do something and change it. In 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 France back in the day, they really didn't have anywhere to go. So the right. people rose up and they did something. Was the French Revolution ugly? Yes, it was. Most revolutions are. But ultimately, we're prolonging the misery of these other countries and making it worse. Uh, that, and that's where I stand. I, I say that letting uh, – it's, it's racist. It, we take – whatever. We take people from all over the world. We have an immigration system, blah, blah, blah. It is an issue. It's a huge issue. And, I, and, and, it, and to watch the former president, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, on stage going, that, that caravan's way over there. That's that's way over there. They're they're talking about. Listen, dude. There's another one behind it, and another one behind, behind it. It's that, every day. Yes. It's every day. It's every day. Okay. So we're going to talk about the wonderfulness that is me, and the wonderfulness that is this show. And it's like I was just saying. This is the only place where that that 22 million number is thrown around, and it's an accurate number. The insights, the being ahead of the curve. I have to. I have to. <laughs> Just give it up for me one time. I was talking about the Megan Kelly and blackface thing, and I've mm-hmm. said it for years that Megan Kelly looks like Aeon Flux. She looks right. like Aeon Flux. Mm-hmm. So yesterday they announced in the Hollywood Reporter that uh, Charlize Theron – I never know how to say her last name – who played Aeon Flux in the horrible movie Aeon what? Flux is now going to play Megan Kelly – in the behind-the-scenes Fox News movie. And I'm like, it's perfect. It's perfect. 
You you get a chick who looks like Aeon Flux, who played Aeon Flux, to play the chick who looks like Aeon Flux in the Megyn Kelly behind-the-scenes Fox News. Only here, you guys, only here do you get that kind of cool insight. Yes, I nailed it. Do you think they're going to do a movie about the rampant sexual harassment at Google? No. <laughs> I don't either. Ever. Ever. Never. <laughs> Ever. It is. They they have to demonize Fox News. They have to. Of course. It is everywhere, everywhere you go. And, and this is the problem. I always, and I've I said this before, I always try to wrap my arms around the problem. I always try to understand it so I know what to do. I know what action to take. And just when I think it can't get worse, it cannot get worse. You find a new piece of information and you're like, holy crap, it's worse. They know. I don't want to say no one yet. I'll be able to say more in two weeks. They do not. They must demonize the right mm-hmm. they must and they have to keep the fox people in a little box and it, it has to be uh made fun of and it has to be ridiculed and it has to be the your 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 racist and your homophobes and your anti-jew and your anti-israel they have to demonize it just so you can dismiss the idea out of hand because if if it were it goes back to the economy and, and like, I can't believe it's this close in a in, in a real frank and open discussion of ideas. I do. Not, when, and when people know the dangers and the perils of socialism, even on a small scale, there's mm-hmm. no way they would go for it. There's no, no way they would go for Absolutely it. Absolutely not. And, and people talk about Medicare for all and the government being in charge. And I know this is a soft spot for you, and I apologize because it's a soft spot for me as well. It, it's 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 like an angry uh, sore. When the government is in charge of your health care, you guys, yeah, you get your dental checkups. Yeah, that's her, that's 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 great. And, oh maybe. wow, I, I I didn't have to pay for X-rays. Yeah, maybe for as long as the money lasts. But then you run up into the problems where you have a kid and that kid is sick. And then the government says there is no hope. And you go, listen, I've got the money. I, I, I can get my kid to, to Italy and they've got an experimental treatment and the government will say no. We know more. And that is what happens in England. And you never hear Everybody's just talk, they, 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 these these morons. They just go, well, well, my 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 dental checkups will be free. Yeah, well, yes, that's great, that's wonderful, and you won't have to pay for band aids. But poor some poor son of a bitch somewhere down the line is going to lose a family member. They're going to go in to to visit grandma in in old person's care, and they're going to go, hey, where is where where is she? Oh, well, we no, just no, gave no. her we just gave her the injection that kills her because she was no 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 she wasn't no, on no, that they, list. They just they just stop feeding them in England. There's actually a protocol that has been used on the elder, elderly and disabled infants. And if you make it through a certain portion of your life and they decide you're too expensive, um, in very real terms, they just suffocate you. But, I mean, I, I don't I, – I can't even understand how you look at the national health system and go, oh, that looks neat. They canceled 75,000, 75,000 elective procedures. Those would be things like knee replacements, um, certain types of cardiac surgery, things that may not kill you now but could kill you later if they're not taken care of. 
They canceled 75,000 of them. I believe it was in 2016. It is it's it's staggering and if and if yeah. the i swear i'm not i'm not even kidding if the people knew about this if you had a platform where you could just say to people hey we might want to be careful about how how we're we're trying to run pell-mell into socialism cuz i don't think you guys know the full story i i i really don't think you know about how many people died under Stalin? I don't think you know how many people died uh, under communism in China. I don't think you know how bad things are in Venezuela or in Cuba. I don't think you know the track record of socialism. I don't think you know about the horrible things that are going on in England today. Mm-hmm. I so I I just want people to be aware. If listen, if you want, if you can look at the facts, if you can look at history and make a judgment and go, okay, we're going to go for socialism. And you can assure me that those problems that always pop up won't pop up again. I'll listen to your counter argument. I I will listen. They don't even want that out in the universe. Something, something very, very scary happened. Something very, very scary, and I'm and I'm glad we got into this part of the conversation. I know we're we're coming towards the end, and <clears throat> I wish we could have more talk about Aeon Flux and hot chicks and leather G strings running gonna, around. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the 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 trump card at the end. So I, I, well, I got one coming in here. Here's what scares scared me. Gab. The gab is pretty much gone. I don't know if they're going to come back. I don't know what's going on. And, and here's the thing. Like, yes, we know gab was like a cesspool of people who had been uh, kicked off Twitter. It was uh, a lot of white supremacists. It was it was very angry, but it was free speech. It was free speech. And and if you if you have those beliefs and you want to expel fan, wonderful. Good wonderful. to know where they all are, don't you think? Isn't it nice to be able to monitor that? Yes, <laughs> However, it's like people always say, well, if you don't like Twitter and Twitter kicks you off, go somewhere else. Did I have a Gab account? Yes, I had one because I wanted to be at least have somewhere to go if I got kicked off Twitter. And so, listen, it's it's part of the process. When you start a new social media uh, like Twitter ish thing like Gab, or yes, maybe. you're going to get you're going to get the dregs mm-hmm. at first. But boy, oh boy, they shut well, them down. Here, here, they shut them down. They pulled the plug. I don't even. And I don't. It, I don't, I don't even see thing. why. It was. It's. It's terrifying. Here's they lost the their servers. Thing. They lost their PayPal. What? What's the other thing? Dude was also on Facebook. Why is Facebook still up? Yep. <laughs> Do you know what is. I mean? It's like if the fact that this human piece of garbage, because he is a human piece of garbage, right? was on your platform is good enough to get your platform deep sixed for good. Why is Facebook still up? Precisely. Why, why is Twitter still around with the, with the stuff that Louis Farrakhan says? Exactly. It's when it's selective like that, that is terrifying. And yes, there's, there's me, we, uh, what's another one? Uh, another uh, my, minds.com me we minds is very intellectual i've gone and taken a look at it it's it's pretty interesting they've got one now powered by, by uh, blockchain which really takes care of your privacy which most of the other platforms don't so interesting to see what will happen with that one um, but me we is like is like uh Tinder for groups. I mean, I get more weird messages on MeWe than I have on any platform in my entire life. 
I have a I have a MeWe. The Loftus Party has a MeWe. I have never been there. I, I need to start I, I going. Keep, I keep all the all the weirdos off your page. So, well, uh, we're we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're gonna. We're. <laughs> I I just. Uh, I found it very disturbing. I found it very disturbing because well, if you don't, and this it's the, it comes back to why we're here, what we're doing, the cross platforming, all of it. Uh, well, you know, YouTube, theloftestparty.com, uh, Instagram, Facebook, ba 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 ba, everywhere, everywhere. If if since the midterms are on Tuesday and this comes out on Monday, you have anyone you know that's on the fence and all your arguments against socialism, very factual, very well based. All your arguments for free speech and free expression that's absolutely necessary to democracy don't work, okay? The last thing you should do is show the picture of the newest ad on the far left called Grab Them by the Ballot. Oh. This is what you're voting for. (laughs) I don't understand that one. I understand it in a a little bit, but I don't know why they they went with such – Horrible looking, not horrible looking, but like odd looking people. I, I kind of understand it, but then that's I don't understand why. Freaking, that's a bunch of freaking far left feminists who decided to take off their clothes, show off their cellulite, and basically put on a fig leaf to try to own Trump. I've I seen it with the I've picture, seen it, and I'm like, oh, why would I've you seen do it with, that? I've seen it with naked dudes. I've seen uh, uh, there's big, big roly poly dudes. There's big roly poly women. I don't, I don't understand it. But wonderful. That's uh, their little <laughs> grab them by the ballot. Okay. Uh, the midterms, you'll be listening to this the, the day before the midterms. I, I'm encouraging you to go out and vote. It'll be very, very interesting to see what happens. Also very terrifying. I don't, I don't even want to think about uh, Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi yeah. being back in charge. And, and things will come to a grinding halt. Things will come to a grinding halt next week. We'll talk about the fallout of the midterms. Next week, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian, uh, a Star Wars series I'm very excited about. Next week, The Deplorable Tour. I'll give you guys an update on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next week, I'll have information. I've decided to write a book, and I'm pursuing pursuing a book deal, which is uh, pretty exciting. I'll have more show business news. Lots to talk about, and it's there's too much good stuff. You guys are awesome. We got 160 new subscribers to YouTube. Thanks for going to theloftestparty.com. Thanks for participating. A lot of comments on a lot of articles. We love it. We love it. Migrate over to theloftestparty.com. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next time.